0: virtual reality church what's possible where is it going should you be looking to implement VR at your church we're going to answer those questions today as we talk to two pastors who have physical and virtual reality campuses at their church this is making Sunday happen
1: this is the definitive podcast for helping you plan create and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday
2: Happen.
0: Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today we dive into the world of virtual reality. If you're unaware or we need to define some terms, virtual reality is computer-generated simulation of a 3D image or environment. So you need a helmet known as an Oculus headset to access the VR world. You can buy an Oculus for around $300 on Amazon. And churches are creating campuses of their church to reach people in virtual reality. It's happening. Today, I'm talking with two pastors who are experimenting with VR at their church. I talked with Gerald Faulkner, who has just started to implement VR at his church in North Carolina. I also talked with Jason Poling. Jason is the lead pastor at Cornerstone, Yuba City, in Yuba City, California. They have a full VR campus there at Yuba City uh, and are staffing the campus just like they would a physical campus of their church. And at both of these churches, these pastors believe that the church can be anywhere at any time to anyone and with anyone, even in the metaverse. These are pastors that are reaching people for Jesus in the VR world. So we'll dive in with Gerald first and then Jason. Let's do it.
1: Hey guys, my name is Alan Smith and I want to personally invite you to Design Revival 2022. It is a design conference for churches that will equip you to use good design to better communicate the gospel and we believe that good design matters and so we want to help churches understand how to create good designs for their print, for their web, for their social media, for their worship experience, so that it better communicates the gospel, engages their community, and helps connect people to your church. So check us out, designrevival.ga, for more information. We would love to have you come join us this year at Design Revival Conference, August the 26th and 27th.
0: Hey, guys. Today, I welcome Gerald Faulkner. Gerald is the founding pastor at Innovate Church in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Jared, welcome, man. Thanks so much for being here. I'm good, bro. Thank you for having me on here, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about Innovate Church. You guys are (laughs) in North Carolina. How long have you guys been in existence?
2: uh, We were launching just before COVID hit. Uh, we were looking at beginning in our house. This is the space that we were going to be in. It's in my basement here. And, you know, really want, with, really with the the goal of being outside in the neighborhood more than gathering here all the time, you know. yeah. And then, of course, we know what COVID did to all things. It shut down everything. And, and so we had to, to stop. And we had only been gathering with a few family and friends at the time. Uh, we were really looking forward to the spring to get out and start spreading the word, you know. Yeah. Uh, And so when COVID hit, my wife has severe anxiety anyway. And so along with that, and then, you know, what do we do? I still want to minister to people. I still want to reach people. Still want to do what I feel like God's called me to. So eventually I finally picked up the camera and started recording myself, you know, Hmm. and uh, from that, we've kind of worked out to now. We meet twice a week online only. Uh, My heart is for those that are, suffering from loneliness for whatever reason maybe they can't get to a traditional church so they're kind of at home maybe forgotten however you want to put it uh and really those are those are our kind of people because what my wife has experienced you know she's not been able to go to church and so let's bring the church to her let's bring the church to them so she's kind of my avatar for what we're doing now Hmm. So we meet twice a week. I do a live sermon on Sundays at 2 p.m., uh, everything Eastern time, of course. And on Tuesday nights, we do a discussion time, a, a gathering where we just open up whatever scripture I'm looking at for the week. And there's only about six, maybe eight of us now right now kind of gathering online with that. And uh, so that's what we're doing mainly. And then that's that's how we started.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what's your background? Are you uh, have you been a pastor before or what? what's your
2: I worked right. with youth ministry for almost 20 years. Uh, I was the, the main uh, volunteer counselor and then took over that shortly before I stepped out for a realized God's call to start something different. Uh, got a team set up, everything was ready to go, how I wanted it, how I thought it needed to be. And then God said, I got a better plan for you. And There's right. nothing I've ever looked for. I didn't ever want to be a pastor. I was grown, I was raised mostly unchurched. Uh, my grandparents were an example of the church to me, but other than that, we didn't go or anything. Yeah. It's not until I met my wife and she kind of drugged me to get involved with the youth there. Right. A traditional Methodist church, United Methodist church. And uh, that was her home church. And like I say we spent over 20 years there.
0: Gotcha. Well, I, I really wanted to, uh, to have you on because you, you guys have been experimenting a lot with virtual reality church right. uh, and doing a lot of things, uh, digitally. And, uh, uh I, I'm kind of having a, a swath of people when it comes to to VR uh, on the show. I want to kind of get your your take on it, just kind of starting with it over the last couple of years, and then folks who have been doing it for uh, for a number of years, and kind of you know me- mesh the two and and see what wow. everybody is uh, is doing. You guys are using Alter Live uh, yes. for your uh, for your online experience. Um, uh, I know the team, there. great team. Uh, So tell me a little bit about how you guys use ultra live. How is your online experience set up?
2: Well, for our, our Sunday messages, basically, you know, we have their little platform where you can go in and pick a seat, whatever, and you sit with somebody you want to sit with, which is what I thought was pretty innovative about the the application to begin with. Uh, You have a little four person watch party, you know, and then if you want to move everybody to a room afterwards, then you can do so. We haven't had a whole lot of interest in joining there yet because a lot of people are not even aware of what it is. Mm-hmm. So we have tried to put out some videos and things like that to help people understand why we're moving toward that or trying to use that. And we do still stream on YouTube and Facebook as well uh, to allow those people that aren't comfortable in that kind of atmosphere to still participate. I usually have a little live chat before we get started, all that good stuff. And then once I start to the message, you know, it's just me. And at the end, we kind of have a little closing Uh, on our Tuesday night discussions, and we used to do a prayer night on Thursday nights, just kind of combine those two now to give me another little bit more time in my week to do other things. Uh, we use our rooms feature basically like zoom, you know, Mm -hmm. and there we're just face to face. Like I say, I I got a scripture plan for the week and and we kind of look at that scripture and we just transitioned over the past couple of weeks to where I don't really do my study ahead of time because when we first started it was me bringing everything all the intricacies of the text and all my study and then ask a few questions but what i really wanted to do whenever i started this church was make a place for people to come with their own opinions god speaks through all of us so i wanted to hear what they, what others want to say and not just hmm. me come on here as the expert and tell them what they're supposed to think or say and also make a safe place for us to ask questions So that's what we're doing on Tuesday night, you know, and again, even that we stream to YouTube and Facebook just to allow those others that aren't comfortable in that platform to have a way to still participate with us.
0: What led you down a path to uh, digital and you guys are are really online only Mm -hmm, uh, at this point? What led you down a path of ultra live and vr church and what what led you i know you mentioned your wife but what what led you down that as a as a weekly flow
2: really it's it's my wife to begin with but i enjoy it where i'm at now like i said we've kind of understood now just recently kind of believe that our people are those that are not able to or not going to a traditional church for whatever reason you know, be it a, a physical disability a mental disability are still not comfortable just with the whole COVID thing. Uh, well, I say, you know, my wife, she suffers severe anxiety, has agoraphobia. So she wasn't able to get out very much and especially with COVID being here, she's got really bad anxiety with that because it deals with breathing and all that, you know? And, uh, so we haven't let anyone else really come over, but I still had this call and this, this yearning to share God's word and, and to meet together, you know, and I know, you can debate on whether it's really gathering or not. We feel like, feel like it is. Uh, and so we're happy with being digital and reaching. You know, I've got a couple of people that join us now that are that are homebound or bedridden. Hmm. And they didn't have a church. And so we're able to be church and be community with them there and give them some, some friendship, some community away from the isolation that they may be feeling.
0: You brought it up. What is the, uh, uh, you know, I know there's, there's an argument to, to be made of, you know, is it, is it real church? Right, is right. it, are we really gathering? Are we, uh, you know, can I get the same things out of an online experience as I do physical? What's your, what's your right. take on that generally?
2: Generally, I still see it as a gathering. It's different. Yeah. You're not in physical proximity to each other. Uh, you know, you can define it as church if you want to. Everybody's got their own ecclesial view of that point. Uh, I believe that a lot of the sacraments are thing and things are where we kind of get into that debate more than just right. the whole gathering aspect of it. Uh, but for me, I mean, I can remember being in my younger years and gaming and building relationships in multiplayer gaming. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Bible study back then. We had friends, and I was trying to share the gospel there where I was playing Call of Duty, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it's still making relationships, it's still building relationships, and it's still spiritual for people. They still get to experience the Word of God. They still get to experience the worship, the prayer, the coming together and caring for one another, and so I I do see it as, I'm going to say, a form of church. It may not be everybody's form of church, but for those that are restricted or prefer this, then I want to be that option for them.
0: So you guys have been experimenting with alt space VR. Mm-hmm. Right. Tell me about that. How'd you find it? How are you implementing <laughs> it?
2: Well, I've always been kind of on the apps outskirts interested in what was going on, you know, and of course, when our Facebook come out with the whole meta announcement, of course, that kind of brought it to the forefront for a lot of us. Uh, and so really, I just began to, to see some of what was going on. I followed DJ Soto and VR church and, uh, Checked them out almost a year ago, I guess. Watched a little YouTube video of their service. I'm like, oh, that's pretty neat, you know. And then here, almost a year later, finally took the dive to buy an Oculus headset and uh, venture into the world there. <laughs> uh, AltSpace is interesting. I've tried them all. Or I don't say all of them. I've tried AltSpace. I've tried Rec Room. I've tried VRChat. And you hear all kinds of different things about each one as well as far as the populations that are that are there the demographics that are there uh alt space for me i jumped into it and found it well i'll, I'll tell you on you know, my first night on it really it was a tuesday night and i pull it up and it shows you the events that are going on as soon as you log in and so they make it very easy to see what's going on and that first night i, I saw a group called living room couch or excuse me living room church sorry and i was like well let me go check it out you know see what it's like and uh, immediately i started making friends there and then the following sunday it's like well there's a whole lot of churches on here i want to see what churches are doing on here before i just jump on and and say that we're going to go into it uh got on there visited about six or seven different churches that day met a few different friends as well uh And from there, just decided to say, hey, you know, let's see what – if we can do something, maybe create some community there. Uh, We know there's a population of people there, and you don't always know the the background of anybody you come in contact with. That is an easy way to come in contact with people without putting anyone at risk for COVID or whatever, you know, for one. And then there's also a population of people that is not going to go to a traditional church, not going to stop in a, a church building as well. And so I uh, wanted to see what it was like, you know, experiment, see what we can find out there. Yeah. And so we, it took me a couple of weeks after that. I, I want to have been on there for five weeks now. Uh, we did start a men's group there to begin with. One of the first gentlemen I had met, he had mentioned it. I'm like, man, I've been thinking about trying to do that for a while anyway, using Ultra Live or something like that. I was like, well, let's try it here. You know, he could only do it on Saturday night, so I'm like, let's see what happens. Haven't had a huge response for that, but we've had a couple people drop in. Uh, and and then, just, just
0: for church members, or from anybody. your church, or anybody? Okay, anybody, so you're opening yeah. it up. Uh, yeah, so tell me how the groups work, and uh, l- let's talk about that more. Uh, what's your men's group been like on on Saturdays?
2: Again, we just started. This was our, mm-hmm. our second night this past week. Uh, again, not a whole lot of people coming, which you, if you know anything about church, you know, men getting involved in church and, and Bible study yeah. or anything like that or coming together as a group is difficult. Uh, unless you're going to a race or going to a ball game or something like that, it's hard to get them to mm-hmm. – Get us, let me say it that way, to come to something a lot of times. Uh, So we've only had a couple guys show up. Basically, what you do is you go in, you set your event time, and no one can come in until your event actually starts. So like three minutes till time for your event to start. And there's a way to get it to show up as a main event. And so we do that, which is fairly easy now once you've done one. And so when the people are looking for events to go into, they select where they want to go to. But the whole hour or so that we have our event planned for, you can come in and out at any time you want to. So, like, this past uh, Saturday, whenever we met, it was only me and my friend there to begin with. For about the first 20 minutes, maybe, or so, then we started getting another guy come in, you know, and you kind of – it's hard to break away. We're actually watching a video there using uh, Craig Rochelle's fight material. Oh. Uh, Kind of to start with something that you know definitely spoke to us for sure, and so people come in and out. I didn't break away and try to talk to somebody real quick; just kind of wave at them, you know. Which is pretty neat, pretty neat thing about being in VR, you know. You can wave and and uh, hand signals, whatever. Uh, and so toward the end, though, it seemed like whenever we finished, and while we were standing around talking, we had about four or five different guys show up. And so you know, I'm always hopeful. Let's see what happens this next Saturday. Yeah, uh, You go in, you can friend, a, you can favorite a world or a site or you can subscribe just like you would as far as uh, YouTube or something like that. There's a subscribe button in the menu that you can choose to subscribe to a church's events or group's events. Uh,
0: yeah. So tell me about, uh, Do you have you done services uh, in there, uh, your own?
2: Just, yeah. Uh, now we don't, I'm really almost a one man show. I'll tell you yeah. that. And uh, my my church members, the one I'm saying members, we don't have membership. The, the people that are coming are fairly older or not into VR, of course. Uh, so this is kind of a, a let me just go on there and see what happens kind of deal. Yeah. And so I'm going in and doing all, all my own. We don't have a band or anything. So my church service, which we we started two weeks ago, I got called into work last week, so we couldn't do it. Uh, but the week before we started, and then this week here, we actually had a good turnout this week. I had about 10 or 12 people actually come and stay. And then, according to the stats, had about 25 total that would come in and out, or maybe they might have been another section of my little world that I've got there hmm. where I couldn't see them. And so, but you can hear the preaching all over, you know, through the through your little area there. Gotcha. Uh, so, basically, we start off with a... a Besides just welcoming people, you know, myself personally, which is which is kind of the thing, when I was out venturing, and I wrote blogs about it, when I was out venturing to the other churches, you see those that just show like a YouTube stream. Like what we see, everybody, you know, a lot of people or the majority of churches, I would say, did during COVID, or let's just take our live service and stream it to Facebook or YouTube, whatever, and, and, you know, just try to get it out that way. I've always been one that wanted interact- interactivity anyway. So whenever I was going around to the others, there were only a couple of them, and DJ Soto does it with VR Church, that actually preach and teach from an avatar form, from your form there. You know, they may do worship music with a screen or a video player there, but they were actually doing the teaching. And then a lot of the other churches I was going to, it was basically, uh, you know, their screens there. You're watching a preacher preach to a, a live crowd. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I knew I didn't really want to do that that way. I wanted to be interactive. I want to make sure I was there present as well in case anybody has questions, prayer. How can I serve them? You know, so I preach live there. Uh start off with a worship song for, you know, once we get all the welcome and all that good stuff in, make announcements, same thing you typically do. And then I'll preach and afterwards kind of open it up for questions and comments, you know, and hopefully get some people to hang out, hang out a little bit and and get to know. And, and, you know, we always want to share the gospel with anybody that's there. So we make ourselves available for that.
0: So what is your, uh, why are you experimenting with these alternate (laughs) platforms? What's your reasoning?
2: (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, I believe and this is my I don't have a lot of knowledge here uh, that the whole VR thing is is the future for a lot of communication, a lot of a lot of what we do. I'm betting on it being in the next five years, 10 years, being something that, you know, I I almost liken it to the Internet where it's going to change the way that we do a lot of things not necessarily pulling away from physical gathering or anything like that. I think it's just going to be another way of interacting and doing things in our world. That's different from what we may even imagine right now. So I kind of wanted to get in on the, almost the ground floor and granted it's been around for a few years already. Uh, but the headsets were so expensive to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, there's $300 now for a, a Oculus set, which isn't horrible. Uh, still expensive for many, but, you know, it was a chance to take. And uh, mm-hmm. so I see it beginning to be something larger than what we even see it as now.
0: What are some of the successes that you, and I know that you're just getting started with this, but mm-hmm. what are some of the successes that you've seen or successes that you think will, will happen? Not just with yours, but with this right. whole experience in general.
2: I was like, my... I, you know, you hear stories of various people that, you know, VR church has got a lot of stories because they've been doing it since like 2016, I believe. Uh, and then there's others that are out there in the metaverse doing the, these churches. And so there's a lot of stories of people that are not believers coming into a service, maybe even coming in there to try to heckle and mess up things mm-hmm. and then becoming, you know, believers. Because somebody spoke to them or somebody was able to find out what their bigger need was instead of, you know, somebody comes in there trying to tear up stuff or trying to mess up things. Usually there's something deep inside of them that, that needs to be spoken to or help. You know, people don't act out out of just, you know, they usually do it for some kind of attention. And so uh, all kinds of stories of that out there. Uh, what my hope is, of course, as, as I my heart is to reach people that are not interested in attending a regular church you know it's uncomfortable a little bit to enter into some of these places my wife is one of those that when i first when i first finally got her a headset as well and uh, that first sunday together and she was kind of oh no this person's wanting to talk to me or that person you know i don't want nobody to talk to me you know and that's it is unnerving if you're not ready for it you know Hmm. but it's still a lot different from walking into a church where you know no one, and the nervousness or the feeling, you know, as you go into that. And some people, you know, again, that's why I offer Alter Live and Facebook and, and YouTube as well, because I want people to connect how they're comfortable connecting. My hope is, of course, that they are more interactive, that they'll come to Alter Live, or if they're in VR, maybe they'll come to Alter Live, so that we can really build relationships and come together. I want I want people to build relationships with each other, not just with me. I don't ever want to be the center of everything. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a community of love and care for each other, as I believe the church should be.
0: What are some of the challenges that you think that the church will face as we continue to experiment in digital platforms and VR? Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you can question, uh, I know there's always a concern with regulatory issues or, you know, Facebook or whatever, you know, shutting down services or this or that. You know, I've been, I tell people, you know, I've been on Facebook for 15 years probably now, and I've always used it to share the gospel. And I have personally never had anything blocked or deleted or any of that. Now, that doesn't mean someone else hasn't so far, for whatever reason, I'm not. But I know, you know, that's a concern for many. Uh, I don't look at it as in it's competing with the physical church at all. I think there's two different kinds of people. And again, you know, and that's why when, even whenever I stepped out from my, my original church, I didn't want anyone from that church to come with me. I didn't want transfer growth or transfer start, you know, whatever. I wanted to be something different and, and give people a different experience out there that we're not already attending church somewhere. Hmm. So I think, you know, the barrier to entry is going to continue to lower. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have a more of an influx of all kinds of different people there. You know, we're, we're seeing, it's always interesting being digital. You have the opportunity to make friends, make contacts with others around the world. I've helped out with uh, an African-American church on there trying to get up and get started, and their service is at 7.30 in the morning for me. But we were having people from India show up, people from China show up, and talking to them after the service, they are also missionaries or pastors in their land seeking to see what the metaverse offers as far as starting churches for their people. So you have the opportunity to really have a global impact and to share your knowledge with each other as well and to open your eyes, so to speak, to what else is out there.
0: Yeah, I think that's a huge advantage to VR in that, uh, you know, you can be in church Mm -hmm. in the environment with people from all over the world. Right. Uh, missionaries and, and 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 others who are in that space, whereas if it's a physical, you know, you're only limited to the people in your physical location right, uh, right. And, and region uh, uh, and area. Um, yeah. All right. Do you think that we should go away from physical? I don't think right. so. But but I'm no. just going to ask you the question. <laughs> should we go t- away from physical gatherings altogether?
2: No, never. I don't think we ever will. I don't I don't see any reason for us to. Even myself, what I would love to see is if someone can't get to church, you know, if they can't leave their home or whatever, maybe they can have family or friends that come over and join them as a worship service together as well. Uh, no, I think the the physical church is absolutely going to stay. I don't see it going anywhere. I think there's a lot of pressure on it as far as, financial issues to overcome in the future. You you look at the cost of buildings and everything else now, you know, and and so there's definitely got to be some innovative ways to change that. Uh, But no, the physical gathering, I still want people to be in community with each other locally. My hope is again, you know, either they gather locally or they make an impact locally. I just want us to come together and serve those that are, again, are not connected with church for whatever reason.
0: Should I, uh, should I be involved in two churches? Like, for instance, let's say it's, you know, years from now, mm-hmm. should I be involved in a VR church and that's my church and also have a physical church? Or do you see a lot of people like, hey, the VR church is my church. That's where I go.
2: <laughs> I don't see a problem with it either way, really. Uh, again, for me, if you're serving or, or being fed, multiple times a week, then, you know, maybe VR church is giving you more opportunities than your local church is then have at it. You know, I'm not one that wants to hold on to anyone to say you're my people. Mm -hmm. You know, I want anyone to be able to go out here and even working on youth ministry. It was, you know, let's go help this church or let's serve with this other group over here and do what they're doing, you know, even Charlotte or or local areas around here. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. I know we can get, Possessive sometimes. Uh, Mm -hmm. The way that I actually ended out of my church, very well loved everything. But, yeah, they let me go early whenever I told them I was going to plan a church because they were afraid that I was going to pull youth and it would be confusing for the youth or whatever. I was like, I don't even want to take anyone from you, you know. Uh, So I think we kind of got to be open handed both ways, really. Yeah. In the physical and the, the VR church or digital church or whatever. Good. I think we should be excited if somebody wants to be fed or wants to grow spiritually as much as possible. Hmm. So be it digitally or physically, it doesn't matter to me.
0: Good. Last question for you. Why should we continue to innovate and use technology to reach people for Jesus?
2: Because people are there. People are using it. And I think too often we are afraid to go into something because we believe it's a dark place, but are we not called to be light in dark places? Are we not called to go and make disciples? And again, you know, for me, there's people out there that are not coming to our churches. We know that we got a church on every corner just about, but yet half of them are definitely not full by any, by any means of the stretch. Uh, So You know, people were afraid of radio and TV and, and, you know, Billy Graham changed all that. You know, people were afraid of the Internet whenever it come out. And we see now today we can't get by without it. hardly. You know, telephone, all these new new advances we have a fear about or we develop these phobias toward. Mm -hmm. But yet so many of them we can't live without today. And if we want to reach the world if we want to reach people there are some places where this is the only method of getting the gospel to them you know, how many of us want to travel to iran or, or north korea or something like that and try to share the gospel whenever we might be able to do it digitally right. which is the way they're spreading a lot of their the church there anyway or growing the church right good so I, i'm always i not always been a tech person in a sense anyway uh, I love new technology stuff. I'm a little as I get older, I get a little bit more fearful of I'm not going to know how to work it or what to do. Uh, but you know, you grow grow in comfort with it as you step out, of course.
0: Yeah. Good. Uh, Well, man, it's exciting to to uh, to watch you, uh, you know, just get started with this Mm -hmm. and and plant a church and and, uh, have people come and and grow it. Uh, But, uh, man, thank you so much for for your time and for sharing. And uh, I wish you the best success. And, man, I I hope it uh, goes well for you. And it's exciting that you are uh, jumping into new technology like this.
2: And man, I, I can't appreciate it enough for you having me on and being able to share what little bit of knowledge I have about it, what little bit of experience I have about it. Uh, always happy to, to come on and share, and I thank you for the opportunity.
0: Hey guys, I want to offer all podcast listeners 10% off any custom media project that you might have. If you have the need at your church or ministry for custom graphics, like announcement graphics, sermon series graphics, graphics for your website or social media, we can make those from scratch, just for you. Also, we do a ton of custom video work at affordable prices for ministry. We'll beat the cost of a post-production house or any agency. If you need custom sermon bumpers, trailers, promo videos, lyric videos, countdowns, motion backgrounds, testimony videos, sermon edits, or any other video work, we're here for you. We're trusted by dozens of churches and ministries Paul Ecker, the associate pastor of Crossroads Church, wrote this, We love all the work that you do to help us share complex ideas in a creative way. Adam Cook, the senior pastor of Union Church, said this about us. We have used many different companies and internal teams create graphics packages over the years and nothing comes close to the level of professionalism creativity and clarity that 1230 brings to the table they've become a partner in ministry and a valued asset to our team at a very affordable price we like to partner with companies who are in it for the great commission these guys are passionate about People knowing Jesus, not just people seeing cool graphics. And that is so true. Our team is about helping you see life change in your community. When you use us, you're not just getting great design and video, although you are, you are partnering with a team of people who love Jesus and want to make him known. We're cheering you on and partnering closely with you to help you share and communicate the gospel and see discipleship happen in your community. So take 10% off your next custom order with us. Just visit 1230.media slash custom and just mention discount 10 when submitting your project. That's 1230.media slash custom and mention discount 10 when you submit your project for 10% off your next custom order with us. Hey guys, today I welcome Jason Poling. Jason is the lead pastor at Cornerstone in Yuba City, Yuba City, California. All the way from California, making the jump over here to to South Carolina, where I am. Jason, welcome man. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. Uh, great, great to be here,
1: Carl. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it.
0: So we were talking about the time difference. I don't think I got you up too early today. With no, our, I'm with good. our time it's, jump. it's not
1: too early now. All right, good. Three hours uh, difference, but we're good.
0: Good. Fre- fresh and uh, fresh and ready to go. Uh, all right. So tell me about Yuba City Church. How did the church get started? How did you, uh, are, are you the founding pastor there or you come in later?
1: I, I came in later. Yeah. So it's Good. been around since 1955, a little, little neighborhood church, essentially. I came in about just about four years ago, almost now. Okay. And uh, yeah, church was, you know, relatively small i mean probably 100 150 people uh, mostly this is what the, this part of the story is important because we're talking about something so crazy as vr technology and doing yeah. church campuses this church was 100 150 people uh, mostly i would say majority over the age of 50 so really not a lot of tech savvy people uh, it's grown since then you know we're probably 250 300 and uh, now we've got these metaverse campuses and it's and it's been such an encouraging thing to see that church that had no, they probably didn't have any idea what VR was, and now they're just so behind it, so excited to see what God's doing there.
0: That's awesome, man. So yeah, yeah. give me give me a little bit about how you guys are set up. You do have a physical uh, physical gatherings as well as metaverse, right? Tell me tell me the setup.
1: Yep. So we have the physical gathering Sunday morning, just traditionally like most churches. I got two services in the morning. And then we do two more services in the afternoon for our metaverse, our VR campuses. So we've got two camp, two separate campuses on two separate platforms, which we can talk about all that, what a platform is in VR, but uh, and then we got a third one coming up here soon, Lord willing, putting a preaching team together to get that going. So yeah, we basically the afternoon is full of VR and the morning is full of the, I, we call IRL or in real life physical church. So what's the, what's the
0: next campus for you? Is it, is it metaverse world or is it? Yeah, physical it's gonna be metaverse, so
1: we're going to, hopefully do Rec Room, which is another huge platform. Um, we're in AltSpace, and that's Microsoft's, and then VR chat, which is probably the, I'd probably say the, the biggest uh, of all the VR platforms We're already in there. And then Rec Room is probably close second to that. So tell me
0: how Meta World started for you guys. How, give me the genesis of all of that.
1: Yeah. So uh, it was crazy uh, how God led us to it because we started putting a team together at the end of uh, 2019. So way before the pandemic. Uh, so it really worked out so great for us yeah. uh, to have this ready by the pandemic uh, beginning when we locked down. But uh, yeah, we put a team together in 2019 and we just, I, I've always been sort of a techie uh, geek, geeks unite, you know, stuff like I love games. Yeah. And uh, and so it was kind of fascinating to see the the development of this industry. You know, it's been around for a long time. It just never mm-hmm. really came to this kind of mass appeal couldn't get the price point down. But once, once, uh, you know, Facebook meta, uh, got Oculus and all that so it, sort of took off. And I was like, wow, this is, so we, we ended up getting a headset for our family and we just loved it. And, uh, we started seeing, uh, there's another church DJ Soto. He, I think he's yep. the first virtual reality church. Uh, I, I went and visited his church. Uh, I saw an article, uh, in Christianity today. And I was just, I was like at first thinking this is, this is crazy, maybe too far. But then I was thinking, wow, what potential because there's just, uh, as we've come to find out, so many people that are so unchurched, so far from God, and tell us they would never have gone to a physical church. So, that was really the, the genesis of it. It was just realizing, as we started to dabble in the metaverse and go to different places and talk to different people and, and different platforms, just realizing how ripe the harvest was, people were just so ready to engage in deep conversations within minutes just the nature of uh, the metaverse, mm-hmm. the nature of the community there. That's just how it works. And so I was like, this is, we got to be here. We've, we've got to be here. And I brought that to the congregation again, uh, a congregation that's older and, but they just have such a missional heart. And they were like, Hey, wherever there's people, let's go get them mm-hmm. for Jesus. So that that's really what happened in 29, uh, 2020 pandemic. Once that happened, we're like, you know, we were already sort of dabbling. We said, "Let's just go ahead and launch," and we we uh, April 2020 we started our, our first service in okay. uh, in AltSpace. Yeah. So,
0: uh, so tell me what the team was like when you put it together in 2019, yeah. and then how you grew that team over the uh, a few months, and then now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so start out, a couple couple guys, uh, probably my age, a little bit younger, uh, they had headsets, so they were, you know, ready, excited. And then we had a, a few teenagers who, you know, one, one's my son, a couple of his buddies, because they love, you know, they love gaming and, and all that. And so this was just exciting to them to put on a headset and kind of, you can build worlds and you can create, you know, spaces for church. And so that was really fun for them. And, um, and so that was the original team. It's developed uh, over, over time, changed a lot with uh, a lot more volunteers all throughout the world who serve on what we call the dream team. And a lot of churches call their volunteer teams that, but so we've got a lot of volunteers now and, and even some paid staff that do our uh, metaverse now. Yeah. So tell me about
0: that. You guys have a mission, a missionary pastor to the metaverse, Yep. a director of chat, director of alt space VR. Walk me through all those positions and what those people do on your staff.
1: Yeah. So uh, we've got pastor Michael, uh, his uh, nickname, pastor goose, which is kind of fun. Cause he is uh one of his avatars in VR chat is, is actually a goose. So it's pretty hilarious. Oh. Uh, and it, I thought you, you were going,
0: to... I thought you were going top gun on me. So no, no, I uh, thought, when okay, he first right. said it
1: was goose, I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. And he says, no, it's not, it's not as cool as you think. So <laughs> anyway, uh, but it works to have a, a, a guy and a, and a goose avatar preach in that culture. It probably wouldn't work yeah. here in the IRL, but anyways, we had, we hired him. Uh, he's been just a great, great gift to us. Uh, he's a, Uh, uh, not only a pastor, uh, in his, in his background, but also, um, he has, uh, he's developed games. He's a game designer. Mm -hmm. So he's done a lot of our world building and helping with that kind of tech stuff. Directors, you know, just kind of like other churches that probably are listening now that have multiple campuses. Uh, these are like, you know, shepherds of those, of those campuses and kind of oversee the whole thing. And so, those are those positions for those different uh, churches and those different platforms.
0: So, when we're talking about any online experience, I, yeah. I've kind of been on this uh, soapbox. I want to see if you agree with it. Yeah. Is to treat my online campus like a campus, my online experiences like a campus of our church. So, we have our physical locations, uh, but the church online experience, if we treat it like a campus rather than a, security camera in the back of the room. We're just right. kind of capturing what's going on live, but to be intentional about it because there's people there to reach. Give me your right. thoughts on that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We, you know, we do live stream and we do, um, yeah, Avatar Church. So they're very different uh, in so many ways. Um, you know, live stream is a little tougher to create that kind of robust communal experience. Uh, this because chat, text, you can only go so far. It's pretty awesome. I mean, you can learn a lot about each other. But, um, but it's a little bit harder. We do, we do live stream. It's probably our weakest of all of our offerings in terms of campuses. Um, There are some churches that I've seen that do it really well. Uh, Mark, Mark Lux, uh, Mm -hmm. Lutz at Lux digital church. Uh, He does an online church and uh, live stream, but he just has a really, and they use a, a, a just maybe if people don't know, there's a a platform uh, called discord Mm -hmm. and it's just a robust kind of communal experience. It's like zoom on steroids. And that really really knits the community together 24 seven. So I've seen some churches that do live stream only, and it really is good. We, we are not as great at that, although we have it uh, for us, we've really focused on on VR because VR, it really is. I mean, it's, it's much easier to create community because the people are actually engaging one another. And yes, they're avatars. That's what they're seeing, but there, there is a, it parallels, you know, it parallels reality where you can actually go in different spaces and, it's spatially, the, the audio is spatially rendered so that you can walk over here and talk to John and then you go over here and talk to Susie and you, you can't hear, you can't really hear what's going on, but the closer you get, it's just like being a church, you know, in the, in the physical realm. So it's, it has a lot more of uh, communal capabilities than perhaps maybe like a t- uh, traditional live streaming platform does. But I, I think you can create a campus on all of those.
0: So you guys are using Altspace VR. Yep. Tell me how you found that and how you use that.
1: Yeah. So all space, I think the way I, I think I just through DJ, cause I think he was on there and I talked to him and so it was like, well, that seems like a good platform, uh, pretty stable, pretty easy to use. I would say it's the easiest, uh, of all the, uh, the platforms in VR. It's probably the one that if you're thinking about getting into VR ministry, that's probably the, where the place that you take your first steps, um, because it's, it's designed to be an event kind of platform, Microsoft owns it. They wanted, uh, you know, businesses and classrooms, et cetera, uh, other events. And so you can see, you know, teachers groups, that's one of the biggest ones on there. They come and meet and and talk about tech and teaching. Uh, They've got, you know, fun ones like karaoke and all different groups you could ever imagine. And they have these pre-built spaces that you can go and, and have your event, have all your, whatever kind of multimedia you want. And it's just very stable, very easy to use. Uh, the avatar format, you know, the, the design is a little cartoonish. That's just the style, you know, it's not anything to look at, but it's, it does the job. Um, <clears throat> so we got into there first and we loved it. It's been great. But then we went to VR chat. That's a whole different animal, different art style, uh, and, uh, less stable. And even it's kind of like, sometimes you feel like you're going into the red light district of Amsterdam, right? You know, it's like, you got a good, the good news is you have moderation tools to kind of <laughs> keep it kind of uh, kosher, but, uh, but it's the totally different unchurched people group. So VR chat's probably not the place you would want to first go, but as you get your uh, sea legs under you and, and develop teams that can, can go into hard places, uh, but all spaces. Yeah. It's a pretty good platform, pretty standard VR platform, good place to go.
0: What would you tell somebody, a pastor maybe, who is, who is wondering whether they should lean into this space? Uh, you know, the, the questions they might have is, okay, does everybody have to get a headset? Like, get, give me some practical things that you guys have solved and already went down the field on.
1: Yeah. So you don't, you can actually do all this for free. I and mean, that's the beauty of this. I mean, that's just the, I mean, the fact that you can uh, start a church, plant a church from the ground up, virtual ground, but still from the ground up for literally zero dollars. Now, of course, if you're a pastor of church, they're paying your salary. So obviously there's money involved, but in terms of new budgetary expense, you can go in and without even buying a headset, you can actually do a 2D. I don't recommend that because it's not quite as immersive and it just doesn't work as well uh, for the experience. Uh, But if you really want to go in 300 bucks, you can get an Oculus Quest headset. So $300 in your budget, and you can literally start a church. And if you if you do it faithfully, go every week, show up, talk to the people, bring the word of God, pray with them, that community will grow. I really believe that, and uh, and you'll have a church of of new disciples that you're uh, deploying for the ministry. It really it really is that. It, it's I'm, I'm trying I'm, I don't want to oversimplify it because church ministry is hard, but it you can do it for for 300 bucks or free, and have a vibrant church of people that never knew Christ and now do because of your ministry.
0: Uh, you, you mentioned you mentioned growth. Tell me, uh, you know, the conversations that you've that you've had in there. Tell me some of the experiences. Is it you know, <laughs> really really big wasteland? You were you were mentioning earlier that you're surprised with the conversations that you've had inside those spaces. Give me a couple of experiences that you yeah, had. Yeah,
1: it, it's it is everyone that I've that I've experienced it in a good old stories, but I've also learned from everyone else that's gone in pastors that we've helped get in there. Um, everyone tells the same stories in terms of they get in and like within five minutes, they're in a deep conversation with, with more than just one person. Like it'll just people, there is a degree of an initial anonymity that is in VR, which is somewhat of the critique of it, but it quickly dissolves. Like it, it really, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks And, and there's, these are real souls with real issues, real questions about God and life and everything. And so, They're there. The whole point of the VR chat platforms is to meet people and to communicate. And, and that's why they're there. Sometimes we find an IRL church that may not always be why people are there. There's all kinds of reasons why people are there good and maybe not so good, whatever. Uh, But most people, they go to the service and maybe pretty quickly head off to the sizzler, right? (laughs) Whatever restaurant. And so in VR, it's different. People are literally there and they will waste time, hours, just talking. And so, and because of that anonymity, that's initially there, they feel like they can share more deeply with you. And so, I've been in conversations like within five minutes, and it's no joke, people will tell me they're going through severe depression and, you know, they, they don't know what's going I have an opportunity to pray with them. Of course, refer them to resources, but just share the hope of Christ with them, I've a conversation with atheists, Wiccans, you know, all kinds of uh, you know, Satanists, we've had a Satanist come to Christ in our church. I mean, it was just stuff that we were not seeing in our, in our little church in uh, agricultural Northern California. Um, again, so, so thankful for my IRL church and we are reaching people. We've seen people come to Christ. It's just unbelievable. The amount and extent of the unchurched and the variety of the, the, the belief systems where they're coming from. Uh, it's, it's crazy.
0: Do you find that because there's that avatar there, there's a little bit of a mask, for lack of a better word, that people are opening up faster because they're not in real life with you? That there's a little bit of a distance yeah. there, or anonymity there? Do you find that?
1: Yeah. At first it is. It definitely is there at first. What you find is most people though, end up having their avatars looking somewhat like themselves. So you would think that now in VR chats a little bit different because you can have such an expression of diversity, but most of the time people want to look, they want to identify as they are. And so um, it's really, yeah, initially it starts off seemingly anonymous and then you just get to know them really deeply at the, at the, at a deep level, at the heart level and the soul. It's really, it's not what I expected I thought it would be um, people faking you know just sh- you know and yeah there are is that there well sure that's there in IRL too I mean people can put on their suit and and have on you know the face and mm-hmm. and so but I think it's just something that God is using right now in this technology and I'm not and we'll talk about this I'm sure later just about physical versus digital and you know the differences between and which one you know are they both good are they both bad whatever. Um, but I think God is using this time with this technology to really reach people that would never have come to church because of maybe a lot of the, the not only the stigma that's surrounding church, the the, the meme-ified version of church that they hear, but just the social anxiety about walking into a church if you've never been churched. It's just intense. And we actually find that a lot of the folks that come um, do have some, uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but there's a number of people that we'll share about social anxieties. We've got people that are on the autistic spectrum. I've seen more people with autism than I've ever seen in my physical church because, you know, there's just so many data points that they have to absorb in the physical realm of people's interactions. And in mm-hmm. VR, it shuts down a number of those things, which you could argue is a negative, but it's a positive for these guys. And so uh, that's been really neat to be able to really befriend them and minister to them in ways that they felt like they never, they never could in, in a physical setting. So there's a lot of benefits, um, drawbacks. Yeah. Too, yeah. But, T-
0: tell me about those. What are some of the challenges that you guys have faced?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the anonymity does create yeah, the poten- potential for trolls, just like when you're on your you post, a YouTube video and you got all kinds of comments and some can be really nasty. Uh, people, sometimes it's mostly humorous, honestly, when they come into troll, um, you'll, you know, I probably most people have never had in the midst of their IRL preaching someone come up and curse at them or, you know, a kid come up and try to pick your nose. I mean, literally, like sometimes you, you know, you get all, we got all kinds of ages. And so sometimes you get kids that walk in and they just think it's hilarious and they'll come up to the stage to pick your, you know, we just, you just kind of joke. You kind of have to learn to adapt and kind of be, uh, you have to enjoy it and uh, maybe even, this is very culturally uh, relevant now. You kind of got to be a Chris rock and just sort of take it right. And go, wow, All what's, right. and kind of, because right. Jesus loves trolls too. And and some of those folks we found that have stuck around because we befriended them and they were just hurting. And that's why they kind of came off the way they did. Um, but you're going to have that in VR where probably it's very rare to have someone storm the stage and shout out something in an IRL setting. So that, that could be challenging, but not, it's really not uh, a a big, huge deal. But then the other thing is, um, we use discord to make sure we stay connected because you don't, you know, we've seen a lot of salvations in in the metaverse. People are being exposed to the gospel for the first time. It feels a little bit like acts. It's like we're going into these, these cities that are completely pagan and people come to Christ. They hear the good news for the first time, but we don't want to lose them because you know, they're all over the world. Right. And so we connect them into discord and that's where we disciple and we have uh, times for that, but that huge organ, that huge, uh, got about five, 500 some people in this discord server that interact with each other 24 seven. And that can be challenging because you're, you're constantly trying to make sure people are conducting themselves in a, in a godly fashion uh, to not disrupt the community. And so we, we find ourselves often having to deal with that, but it's kind of cool because it feels a little bit like what the early church probably was like, hmm. where um, it they're daily together. And when you're daily together, rubbing shoulders, you're probably going to bump each other's shoulders quite a bit and cause a lot of problems like in Corinth or churches right. like that, where in the IRL church, it just feels a lot more, um, you know, uh, sterile sometimes like hmm. antiseptic, right? It just feels very, you don't maybe have that daily interaction to where life on life interactions can chisel and transform one another. And so that's an interesting phenomenon that I've noticed in the metaverse because it's so 24 uh, seven living. Yes. Not physically together, but in spirit, like sharing hearts together. And sometimes we've had to do church discipline, which we, you know, it's one of those things people don't like to talk about. And uh, we haven't done it that often in IRL because it's it's so hard. We have done it. Uh, to restore and to to help people, not, not to be punitive, but we've done it more in the metaverse. And it's, and it's been really great. Actually one guy, we had to process that the discipline and he ended up becoming a volunteer on the dream team and serves at our VR chat campus now. So uh, it's just fascinating to see life transformation, even in the digital realm, even more so maybe than sometimes happens IRL. It's fascinating.
0: Have you had many people in the virtual space come to your physical building? Uh, we versa?
1: have. So uh, now a lot of people don't don't live anywhere near here, but one, right. one, uh, one lady who still serves on our dream team, she now is in Texas, but she was living in Sac Sacramento. So she came up and was part of our worship team. Uh, she would come up every so often, and yeah. that was pretty cool. So um, we've got some folks in the Bay Area. We do a uh, Bible counseling training conference that we go out to uh, the Bay Area and San Francisco area. And uh, they, they join us for that. So they come and participate in that training with us. Uh, we do a lot of hybrid experiences. So we've set up some of our classroom spaces and training spaces where we can have all of our, anybody in the metaverse that wants to come as well as IRL can be there and interact two, two way with good cameras and, and mics and audio so that they can really connect with one another in, you know, small group training, you know, whatever it might be. So that's been, we also had a VR family reunion where we had a bunch of them fly out for the weekend. And we did a little trip to San Francisco. saw all that stuff. And then uh, they came back and we uh, worshiped together with the IRL church and they stayed oh, at a bunch cool. of the IRL uh, members homes. And uh, so that was kind of cool to see that interaction. Um Pretty crazy and awesome. Pretty crazy and awesome. I, I
0: bet. How, how interesting was that to know somebody as an avatar and then see them in,
1: in real life? It, it's pretty neat. It, it's Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. How do you craft your worship experiences for for both campuses? Do you do the same exact service? How did the services
1: look different? We, we pretty much do the same exact service. Just just honestly, for sanity's sake, for me, because I started out, you know, you know, we're not a big church, don't have a big staff, and so I'm like, okay, I want to do this. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I want to adapt to the culture as much as possible. But you know, I, I got to you know maximize my my time and be as efficient as I can. So I basically just did the same service. That I do same sermon, preach it pretty much the same way. Um, the worship we only have one worship song in the metaverse just just it, because we do it with a video of our team playing. We're actually thinking about maybe going. You can do live worship and have musicians in avatar form up there. So we're thinking about that to increase uh, the worship time. But um, everyone's unmuted, uh, so you hear people singing. It's pretty pretty awesome, honestly it's the one, there's a, there's a challenge there because the technology, there's like a, just a split microsecond delay. And so you hear, you know, it's a little bit off and I was worried that that might detract, but it, it actually, the community there is used to that when they do karaoke nights and all kinds, they just are used to that technology delay and it actually has become pretty beautiful uh, in its own way. It's kind of weird. But um, so we worship. All the standard stuff you do in the church service—we, um, uh, you know, announcements, prayers, um, communion—you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: tell me about that. How do you do things like you know sacraments, communion, and yeah. other elements within a service?
1: Yeah, that's that's the million-dollar question. Everyone, you know, baptism and communion—what in the world? Right um, you know, we've come to the place where, you know, we're, we're Zwinglian we're you know, memorialists is our perspective. So got friends that are, that are Lutheran, obviously that, that this is not, this is not going to work for them because of the view that they have of the sacraments. So for us, it's just simply symbolical. And, um, and so, you know, just like in the pandemic, when we had, uh, live stream worship services, every church did, uh, even the Catholic church had to kind of think through how they're going to do this. And, uh, so we just say, Hey, you can get, you know, physical elements out of your pantry and you can join with us right here, right now. So even in VR, we, we say you can do that, but we don't, we don't say if you don't do that, if you just simply um, take the elements. So what we have is we have assets. That's so kind of a, tech, a digital asset, which is a, a cup of wine and the, the wafer, the bread sitting there on a table and we fence the table, we open it up and talk about it, explain why we do it symbolically and why we can do it in VR people come up so worship time and they, they can grab their avatar can grab both elements and then we take it together. And so we believe as long as it's visually rendered and uh, pointing to what the cross is all about and what has happened inside of you. And if it's communally engaged in and which in VR, you can, you see everybody taking it. And so for us, our theological position is it works because we're memorialists. Um, again, I know other people, maybe that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So to each what his about, own. What about baptism? Baptism the same way. So we've got a, in our all space campus, for example, we've got uh, a big uh, lake out in the campus. We've got a waterfall and you can go down into the water and it's, it's because of the nature of the immersion, literally the immersiveness, the immersion of, of VR, you, you, you are experiencing it all and you can go down in the water. You can look up and see, the, the glistening of the, of the, the water kind of moving uh, and see all the people outside and the pastor. And then what's kind of neat is, you know, in, in real baptism or IRL baptism, you, you know, got to get them up pretty quick. Are you going to, if you hold them down too long, you're going to send them straight to heaven at their baptism. Yeah. So in VR, you can kind of have them stand down in there and spend a little more time talking about this is you being buried in Christ. This is, again, for us, it's symbolical. The yeah. waters, Peter says, it's not it's not the H2O molecules that are the active agent and property. It's, it's, sim, it's symbolizing you've been dead to, to your old way and now you're being renewed and, and washed and, and, and you're being born again, uh, coming up out of, uh, of the water. And so, um, so that's, it's, they can visually experience it immersively, the symbol, and then everyone is there watching. So it's a public de- de- declaration. And so for us, that, that, that checks all the boxes for what baptism was ever, was even supposed to be in the first place. Hmm. So yeah. that's, that's why we do it. Tell me, uh, go,
0: go, take me very elementary for a second. So yeah. if someone's listening and going, you lost me, I don't, the technology's over my head. This is your physical voice. Like get, give me some of the actual, you know, it, it's your, you have avatars moving and we'll try to pull some, some photos of, of, uh, yeah. what your experience is like. Uh, but tell me how you preach. Tell me how you sing. Like, give me, give me some very elementary things.
1: Yeah. So um, you know, yeah, we should push, some, put some pictures, and also I've got some. We we live stream our alt space service, so you can kind of see what it looks like. And from a two D perspective, it you know, just so you know, in the pictures, it the the way VR is right now. Uh, although uh, they actually can do photorealistic um, VR experiences. It's just pretty robust in terms of its, uh, intensity on your, on the and stuff. So AltSpace space goes for a cartoonish, uh, avatar. So it, when you look at 2d or in pictures, it's like, uh, I just doesn't feel like you could really engage in worship in that setting. But once you're in there and you've inhabited this avatar, I mean, you've seen the, you've seen the movie avatar. I mean, you basically mm-hmm. inhabit this, this, uh, not a physical body like that movie, but you're inhabiting this, um, visual, uh, rendering of yourself and, and you're engaging like you're in that body and you see other people and you talk to people, you go up to them, you can hug them and you can't physically, although they do have haptic suits. I mean, that's where the technology is going. Kind of gets perhaps dystopian and weird at that point, but, but anyway, uh, right now you, you can hug them, you can pray with them. Uh, when we sing, everyone's there. You can see people, you can stand next to them. You can hear people louder, you know, right there, but you can hear them in, in the distance singing as well. Preaching, I preach in an avatar form. So I'm just up there just like they are. I'm in, uh, sort of in, incarnated, if you will, in a virtual 21st century way in their culture. And I'm, uh, which I recommend. I know a lot, a lot of churches are just putting their live stream uh, video of their sermon. Uh, I, I don't, you can do that. I don't recommend that because it's not it's not really where this culture is at and probably where the culture of the church may be going in the future where they're looking for much more intimate fellowship and, and trust of of the person who's delivering the message to them. And so I made it a conscious decision to say I'm going to be there and so I'm preaching from an, an avatar. And and I can I can interact with them. We have Q&A. And all, I mean it's just it's just a beautiful beautiful so thing. So you
0: you're preaching in in real life, in the mornings, once or twice, and then in the afternoons, you're, you're putting on the headset, you're going into avatar form, and you're preaching again in the afternoon.
1: Absolutely. Same yep. service. Yep.
0: Um, okay. Just kind of overview questions. Why are you experimenting in these alternate platforms? Give me your why.
1: Yep. The why is we want to show the unchurched the beauty of the bride of Christ, because we've, we've learned that many of them, there are some dechurched. Uh, but there's many unchurched, uh, but either one we want to reach. And especially the unchurched who just tell us they they have they would never ever walk into a physical church. They have they have no background in the church, bad views of the church, scared of the church. And so we said, we want to go into those places, reach them, but we don't want to just we didn't want to just do a parachurch sort of evangelistic ministry because uh, that's still one degree removed from the overall beauty of the fullness of the body of Christ in action operative. And so, in that, and again, ministries that do that, I've got a buddy that goes into bars in the metaverse, the pubs, and he preaches the gospel and people get saved. Praise God. We just said, we want to, we want to do a little bit more. We want to have the, the whole expression of the church so that these people who never would have come to physical church, but happen to be on the headset and see the event page. And they've got all these options, you know, there's tons of options. And they see church, And they literally, that's how a lot of people find us. They're like church. And they'll click on it because they know it's anonymous at first. So they're safe. They also know they can pop out right away. They're not driving to a church, walking in, being greeted by a hundred people, feeling awkward. Uh, They can pop out if they feel nervous. And so we get a lot of people that way. And then they, they see something. They see the presence of the body of Christ. They see us doing what the church has done for 2000 years. And, and, and so we really wanted them to experience that. So then We could, our goal is so that they could, some may end up staying in that setting and and that's the digital versus physical kind of question, but we want to help them move into an IRL church. Now that they begin to trust the church and see the beauty of it and are being saved and discipled, we'd like to see them now in their local context get involved in a church. And so we've facilitated that kind of movement for some new believers and unchurched people. Um, That's why we went in there is so that these unchurched who never are going to come to your church would see the church. Good.
0: Why, obviously you're, you're pouring, uh, time, uh, time into it. You're pouring staff into it uh, with your, with your budget money and tithe money. Why are you doing that in order to grow? Like what, what's your vision to grow the spaces?
1: Yeah. So we want to keep, you know, moving into different metaverse platforms. So consider it like a, a whole new world. And it is, and it's all these continents and on these continents are all these tribes. And so we're literally kind of, it's like new tribes mission, right? We're, we're going into each platform is like a continent. So Microsoft's Alt space. It's got its own flavor, its own culture, everything. And then inside that, even there, there's all these little subcultural tribes. And so all the metaverse platforms that are propping up, you know, there's a ton of them. Uh, the big ones, you know, Facebook now has horizons. That's a big one with, with the other ones we mentioned. Um, and those will continue to grow as the metaverse and it may change and morph as the technology changes, but you know, when you got, you got big dogs, you know, Apple coming out with their augmented reality glasses and their VR headset. I mean, once you get these big dogs doing it, it's going to be here to stay for a long time. And so um, we want to reach as many of those platform, those continents and tribes as possible. And we want, that's one of these, you know, why I say yes to a lot of these podcasts, because I want the, you know, people to to hear about it. So more and more churches, I mean, how cool to be is that every time so many logs into these places where most of the younger generations are going now. And instead of having all these, trust me, it's the plethora, the gamut of crazy groups, like just lots mm. of you're like what? And then a church sprinkled. But you can you imagine if they come on and it's like church, 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 and maybe a couple other of these groups, but like, it's, this is a church place. I mean, where we can really see the kingdom of God come down and sort of dominate in a good way. Right. Mm. In, a, in a loving way. So, uh, yeah, we just want to see, we want to crawl, we want to go into more metaverse campuses or more platforms, reach from newer people that don't know Christ, different tribes. We also would like to see some, we'd like to see this hybridization to our hybrid church where we can begin to uh, reverse sort of engineer uh, microchurch planting. So begin to disciple these new believers to where in their local context, we can say, hey, do you have friends that don't know Christ and unchurched? Invite them to your apartment, to your flat, invite them to your house. Uh, And then we can even supply with our funds. And that's what the the, the agenda of growth is. We can supply headsets or maybe their friends are techie too. And they come in a physical place together, enter into the metaverse service, but then they're also there taking communion physically together. That's really nice. And we do think there's great value and superiority in them, you know, hugging each other, being able to actually see each other and physically, uh, you know, be there together. I think that is the superior form of church but digital church cross uh, checks all the basic requirements for church, but we would like to see the, the local churches um, uh, expand. So we'd like to see a bunch of micro churches planted out of the metaverse experience. If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. Rhetorical question here. What do you think about physical gatherings going away?
1: Uh, yeah. They'll never go away. That's, that's, that's wired into the, the, the human design. Um, that'll never go away. So metaverse won't take that over. Um, so I, do you I,
0: always I, see us in a hybrid? Uh, we need to reach people in the physical and reach people in the digital. Do you always yeah. see a place for both.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, clearly the, the church, um, unless God does a revival uh, and he can absolutely um, you know, clearly I think everyone's at this point saying, yeah, it's probably declining in terms of attendance that not probably it is declining in attendance. Yep. Um, and, and even our, our churches that are the larger churches and nothing against larger churches. But I think most that I talked to and I've talked to a lot now here, even recently um, they would say, you know, they would say probably a lot of the folks that are coming are, you know, there's some migration and there's dechurched being re-churched, which is awesome. Awesome. right? But probably not a lot of Satanists and Wiccans and pagans and, you know like are coming uh, regularly in droves the to their churches so i think yeah. the metaverse is going to provide that kind of touch point that the physical church missionally in the early church you know the, the 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 people you know the church in acts they were they were having favor with all the people in god because they were in that culture and, and people were seeing their lives and seeing how they were the church has become insular and and, and there's we just people don't see us in that robust setting So the metaverse is where I think they might be able to see it a little more effectively.
0: So I worked for a really large church here in South Carolina, and we were trying some things that were very different and would get slammed for it. And what was interesting, I thought, and I'll come back to you, is that um, the, the people who... We're complaining or we're, we're criti- very cri- uh, critical of it, we're not inside the ministry itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. not seeing, like, hey, you know what? You're right. There's some faults here. There's some things that we could do differently. But I am here now seeing real lives changed because of what we're doing. And that's a real life change right there. So c- come, come see it. Uh, instead yeah. of being so critical about it, do you see yeah. that the church is being the same way? And that, like, why are you in the, why, why oh, are yeah. get a headset? Why that, that,
1: that, that, You're
0: seeing real life change happen.
1: Yeah, I've gotten hammered. Don't go on YouTube and then look, you know, you'll find out people think, think I'm like the worst, you know, the Antichrist or something. It's crazy. Like, um, and, and, you know, I understand the, the, the problem is that most of the arguments are philosophically and traditionally rendered. They're they're not based on really solid biblical foundations, and that's where I'm always like, hey, I hear what you're saying. I, I know this is a weird change. I know this is hard. It's not for everybody. You don't have to do it, but you don't need to like shoot your own. Uh, and right. uh, they obviously don't see me as their own because I'm doing something that's so foreign to them. It seems it seems wrong. But again, I think like any new innovation of technology. I mean, gosh, the Reformation. Uh, You know, there's so many stories. I mean, the way they did church was completely changed, right? I mean, it was no longer simply zeroed in on the sacrament and the the variety of the elements in the service. Uh, It it was mostly focused on the sermon and the culture was changing on the cusp of the enlightenment. People are thinking they want to, they're more literate. They want to, they want to go deeper. And so that was obviously a lot of people, including the Catholic church were really upset about all those changes and, and for other things too, I'm I'm simplifying, but um, every technology, every new form, uh, a method that we do church, it, it's always going to be met with concern. And I think that's appropriate. I'm, I'm happy to uh, interact with those concerns because right. I, we de- I want to make sure I'm doing, and I've really talked to a lot of people talked to my elders constantly, you know, even when I'm like, I, I, I think we're on the right track, but I want to make sure we're not, we're not being foolish here. And overall we're just like, no, biblically, there's no grounds for saying uh, like, for example, baptism and communion in, in, in digital church. You can't say that that is uh, now somebody would say, Oh, they're not meeting together as some, you know, or some are in the habit of not meeting together. Hebrews 10. And I'm like, great verse. I agree. 110%, but we're still fellowshipping. Like that's the, that's the goal is there's, yeah, there's life interaction. Yeah. We are meeting together. And in fact, the IRL church, we've got a problem where every church is almost all the churches do where many of the people only come once or twice a month to a one hour service. So right. I'm thinking you're legalistically crossing, you know, checking the boxes that they're meeting together, but we're actually meeting together more fully in the digital space. Yeah. So I, I just think people are scared to death of, of, of all this. And when you get meta, you get Facebook and you get all these guys, it, it definitely, there's some negatives there and there's concern there and there's conspiracy theories that g- g- galore so there are there are things we need to look at. That's why I think it'd be great for churches to to rally together and create their own platform somehow uh, to be uh, untethered from the big tech. Um, so yep, yep. Anyway, you got you got well, me on a subject where I'm like, yeah, I've been hammered so much. I'm like, come no, on, guys, I, no, people. I don't, I, don't I
0: I just hope that I mean, however you feel about parlor, you know, uh, good or bad. I'm wondering if it's going to go that direction too, where like uh, you know, believers or or even, co- or conservatives will come up with their own platform and then just get, get crushed somehow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So why, why should we last question? And then I'm going to play a game with you. So right. uh, why should we continue to innovate and use technology to reach people for Jesus?
1: Yeah. I mean, the culture keeps changing and we have to be we're incarnational. That's our whole, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the, some of the DNA of our, of our, of our Christian uh, faith and movement that God, that Jesus started um, we, we, that's, what's been so beautiful about the Christian faith is that it can, it can, it can morph and change to accommodate and reach all people groups. We're not a provincial faith, like so many other religions, really all other religions primarily get stuck in sort of a provincial cultural kind of grouping, uh, or Christianity it's, it's, it's moved all over the globe. And there's been pockets at different periods of history where it's been the dominant form. So it's not always been, you know, Western Anglo, right. You know, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And uh, and now China, you know, China is going to probably be the dominant Christian player uh, in the next uh, 50 years. And so, <laughs> I love that Christianity can can adapt without losing its central message and mission. And so, we a- always have done this. I mean, the church has always done this. The very f- reason why your church and mine, IRL wise, some of your metaverse have the format of the service that we have with the seats facing forward and the stage, and all that's an innovation, right? That you know, the early church you know, kind of moved out of the the formal, uh, formal semi-formal uh, way of church with the synagogue and temple, went to the table and experienced a, a different way. And then, of course, uh, for efficiency purposes, pragmatic purposes, um, they began to go back to a model of more formality. So they they changed, they innovated right there. I do think that innovation uh, has been really effective, but it's now starting to um maybe a lot of us are starting to critique that innovation of the the stage with the seats looking forward. Um, and so we're just innovating again, saying, well, that's not in scripture that you have to sit that way or do church that way. Uh, right. I mean, it's just not. And so um, I think people are just going to have to realize we always have to constantly be innovating to reach new people where the culture is at. That's, that's the missional uh, agenda.
0: Good. All right. Rapid fire five questions. You yeah, ready? Let's do it. All right. Here we go. These are going to be random for you. Yeah. All right. Number one, what is the most encouraging thing that you see happening in the church right now?
1: Most encouraging thing happening right now? Uh, I would say, I would say, I mean, obviously we're talking about metaverse. So, I mean, seeing uh, completely unchurched people coming to Christ. I mean, I, I, I've seen, I've had a more opportunity to share my faith in the last two years than I've ever had in 15 years of IRL ministry. That's pretty cool. All right.
0: Number two, you're stranded on a desert island. Take three things. What are they?
1: Well, got, got to, as a pastor, got to say the Bible, right? Got to say the Bible. Okay. Um, the Bible, I would say I would take, um, gosh, what would I take? Probably some kind of snack, maybe hot tamales, man. Hot tamales. I know you can't survive on those. Hot tamale fan. Maybe you could survive, but I love hot tamales. Uh, yeah. I'd probably take probably music, some kind of, you know, some of my favorite bands for sure.
0: All right, that'll lead me into number three here. Who are you listening to on your Spotify playlist right
1: now? Well, recently I've been listening to Brandon Lake. I just, I loved his uh, song that he did in the show. Did you see a Chosen Christmas special? Yeah. And gratitude. I was like, what a great song. So I, you know, and he, he, we're not in the same sphere, but I really love his, I really love his heart and his music. But I also love, like, I love uh, uh, all kinds of music. I love Screamo, Christian Screamo for today. Okay. Oh my goodness, I love, I love their heart, uh, lots of stuff. I like 21 Pilots, you know, trying to be culturally re- re- relevant, I guess. But
0: Okay. All right. Number four, what is something that we should all be paying more attention to? Oh, my.
1: Oh, well. I, <laughs> I suppose I'm going to be preaching on revelation. Okay. Coming up here, which I, I the Lord was like pressing that on my heart. And I'm like, no, Lord. I don't want to I think and I'm not, you know, I can't I come from a pretty uh, 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 context where that was talked about a lot uh, back when I grew up, Grown up and I've kind of pulled away from that. I'm like, man, let's not get hung up on end time stuff. And I still am that way. I don't want to get hung up. But I do think, yeah, it's always good to kind of just be thinking, hey, where are we at? And and that is pure, hopefully if we don't sensationalize it, it spurs on our faith, which was the intention of revelation. Um, so i'm really I, I feel like things are just that would just be watching there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that are just yeah every generation has that sense but it, it feels different Doesn't maybe it? it's just because at some point you know the world just gets to be smaller some, you can't just keep getting to that critical blow-up point right right <laughs> all Good these point. issues
0: yep all right last one what is one thing that you would say to a pastor or church that is considering metaverse Metaverse worship experience options. What's one thing that they can
1: start right now? Explore. Just just go in there. I've had a ton of people, pastors, come to our services. Just to check it out. That's great. Mm-hmm. See see what it is. Experience it as the culture, uh, as the as the tribe, the, the tribal people uh, experience it, um, so that they understand it from not just a yeah. The the critic criticism will dissipate mm-hmm. when you go yeah. in there and you meet people and talk to them and see them worshiping good
0: awesome yeah jason thank you so much for your time really appreciate it. it's awesome to see what you're doing uh and thank you for sharing this with uh with everybody else uh especially you know pastors and leaders who are considering making a move to uh, a meta first strategy i love how you are uh you know building a staff around it uh and really being intentional about it so way to go man keep up the great work and thank you for reaching people for, for Jesus. I know uh, that you're giving him the glory for it and and appreciate it. Nice to meet you. And thanks for the time.
1: Thanks, Carl. Appreciate that as well. Thanks for being here. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com.
0: Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the show. Next week, I'll welcome Christian music artists Paul Ranheim and Kirk Sowers, Paul is a pastor and Kirk is a worship leader with all the cultural moments that we are in with the pandemic, with school shootings, violence around us. How can our music help us lament, help us grieve, help us process? We'll discuss that next week on the show. If you haven't joined or subscribed to our YouTube channel or following us on social media, be sure to jump in today. Lots of great content and free resources there for you. We'll go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week.
1: Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit (laughs) makingsundayhappen.com.